Oh shit. It's our 69th episode plus 100 episodes. So happy 169th episode to us. Today we're discussing two animated series, the season finale of Star Wars Bad Batch and the season opener of Marvel's new What If. I'm Ravi. I'm here with my brothers Krishna and Arjuna and Mr. Michael, who sits behind the scenes in the producer's chair. Question. If you could redo the Bad Batch season finale for season one, what would you do to make it a lot better than what we saw? I would make it, uh, don't hug me, I'm scared, parts one through five. <laughs> what? Wait, so you agree that there was problems? No, I don't. Uh, we'll get into it, but... No, we're, gonna uh, jump, we're, uh, we're going hot right off the, off the top here. How would you make it better? I mean, that's a great question. No, 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 real quick, real quick, let's just set the, this, let's set the stage, right? This uh, Bad Batch Season 1, Dave Filoni's newest animated series, takes place uh, immediately after um, Episode season. 3... Uh, follows the the group known as the Bad Batch. There's a new character introduced, Omega. We see a lot more Omega. with the um, Kaminoans. We see a lot more in terms of the Empire converting and phasing out the clone troopers, bringing the TK Phase 1 troopers. Uh, we see more of Fennec. Uh, we see Cad, Cad Bane. Bane. Uh, we see a bunch of other stuff. Hera. Um, Chopper. Uh, Chopper, Hera, all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's 16 episodes, correct? Yeah, 16. Yeah. Episode 15, I think, by far, the, the episode before this, by far the best episode. It set up our season finale. It ended, you know, on a cliffhanger, and then we got this thing, which was um, talking. Uh, so, I, so, talk, talk, talk. So maybe, talk, talk. so maybe the question, Mavi, is how would you make it better? Yeah. <laughs> Since I, you seem sure. to be the one with the issue. I w- uh, to make it better, <laughs> honestly, I would have ended it with uh, episode 15. Fair. And then... Called it a day. I, I w- and then and then I would have brought you know to kick the new season back off. You start with the big thing and the biggest thing. Well, there's two big things, obviously. The biggest one, Crosshairs truly believes he is part of the Empire. He's waiting for the Empire. And does anyone actually remember the Kaminoan's name? The uh, scientist who is now working for the Imperial Doctor Cloner. Doctor Cloner. Uh, she's now obviously working with them. We obviously see a cloner who has the exact same patch. That we see in Mandalorian. Dr. Right. Pershing? Dr. Pershing. Pershing. It's not Pershing. But Pershing's a guy from Mandalorian. Right, yeah, but, but Pershing, the yeah, yeah, the same yeah, patch. Yeah, the, yeah. Cl- the Imperial clone So patch. she's going to be in Mandalorian season three. Potentially. Huh? I mean, that Maybe. would be a cool to see a live. Well, real quick. I mean, we have, actually. This, yes. is a que- this is a question I have about the Kaminoans. Do they clone themselves to, like, extend their lives? Yes. Ooh. So if you look at expanded, I mean, in expanded history, the Kaminoans um, were a race of people that weren't really cool, didn't have a lot going for them. So they <laughs> decided to genetically alter themselves to Makes have sense. the best of the best. They perfected it on themselves so that everyone that's there is, like, a perfect Kaminoan. Wait, so and then they marketed and sold the uh, technology. So to them, the best of the best is talking real slow. Like this, they like think this. they think before they speak. It, you know? <laughs> yes, that, that is a good they quality. Talk so slowly, they do. Uh, anyway, it's I very I I completely disagree with you. I think the finale was incredible. I loved it. It was the best episode for me, wow, and wow, wow. It, it put a it put an exclamation point on the best first season of a Dave Filoni show, and I'm fully in. Uh, I'm right in the middle of you guys. Well, uh, physically, you are, yes, physically, you are sitting physically and mentally. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Can you explain the mental one? Let's figure out who's smart and who's dumb. I'm just kidding. Uh, smart. So I agree smart. with Ravi that I believe episode 15 was the best episode of the season, and it was better than the finale. I disagree with Ravi in that this last episode was still really, really good, uh, and 
is a very natural ending to what has been presented. How could you not season? tear up when Omega said to Crosshair, you're their brothers. You're my brother too. I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I that. Flat I flat out laughed. I literally I was like, that, yeah. I get what you're trying to do, but in you're terms of like friend. the like in terms of when I shed a tear <laughs> and not like as a joke, but like legitimately like shed a tear was like when he thought he was going to die. No. Was the uh, the last <laughs> the uh, the sequences before the um, admiral of the fleet above the city opens fire. There are these nice kind of like glory shots oh, yeah. of the empty facility where the clones yeah. came from, right? And it was, that to me was more impactful, most likely impactful for me because I've, grew, you know, I've spent the last 10 years watching and uh, digesting and very into everything Clone Wars. Sure. And this kind of, that sequence and everything that happens there clo- closes out for the most part, like the clones and their history with um, Kamino and, and that whole, whole shebang. Unfortunately, with yeah. Bad Batch, that sequence and that scene with Omega saying what you said where it's like, oh, they're, they're still your brothers, I'm still your sister, or you're yeah. still my brother, whatever. Yeah. To me, it's not as impactful because Omega to me was very annoying this season. <laughs> like super, super annoying. Which is fine. We have more seasons coming. We know there's a season two coming. She's going to grow up. She's like Ahsoka. Yeah, exactly. Ahsoka is yeah, yeah. a great character where it's like, she was also very annoying to start and she got sure. very, very good. And I think for like your average viewer, someone who just turns on Bad Batch for the, the first time, that sequence where they see the city being destroyed, they're probably like, cool. They, they may have laughed and they shed the tear <laughs> for the Omega thing. But for me, it's flipped because- I felt both though. Like I thought- but Juni, you're 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 better than us. You're you're an emotional guy. But I, I mean, I agree with you 100. percent I think. <laughs> <the difference. laughs> wow, you're much. No, and no, no. I changed my mind. No, in terms in terms of in terms of the of Camino being destroyed and mm-hmm. that emotional stake, uh, is huge, right? Because this is such a it's such a big part of Star Wars lore in recent history, with the clones, specifically the Bad Batch, with the Clone Wars show. Uh, and I think to see it destroyed, it's really the turning of the page, especially, like, with all the stuff... I think we talked about this last week or a couple weeks ago. Like, some of the most interesting stuff about Bad Batch is the stuff that's going on with the Empire and the world building and how the world is changing in this interim period, and this is just a continuation of that, right? Um... I'm sure you guys remember, I think, the campaign for the original Star Wars Battlefront 2. I was just going to say that. Where in the campaign, when you're the 501st, you go to Kamino and you're supposed to wipe out the remaining clones. Yep. And you get a cool battle sequence of stormtroopers versus clone troopers. I instantly thought of that. Like, yep. it's, it, this is kind of uh, uh, a canonical way to do that in terms of within the show. Uh, so I, I thought that was just really, really well done. And, just and really to cool. just to piggy bank off of that, when you says when you said that uh, this wraps up like ten years of like Clone War stuff, I immediately was like wraps up ten years of memories of the <laughs> the best Battlefront game, Battlefront Two, that came out on PlayStation Two. Two. Yeah, that was the back in like oh, and that was that was very four, much oh five. Or yeah. something. and yeah. a lot of those battles, all those high pitched battles, took place in Camino, like you said, yeah. and those were intense and. <laughs> over now but i think for like not to overpraise dave filoni but <laughs> you can't overpraise the guy because i think he's has well, such also, a also, mastery also real quick like the... he is obviously the executive producer for the show yeah. there is still a whole other slew of creatives that are involved totally. in this it's not just one single individual I, I agree i think it's like the feige effect though where it's like yes you have directors for these like marvel movies but he's kind of like the architect behind the big beats and everything so i think rightfully and wrongfully 
that one guy gets the the credit. Yeah. But at, at least with these animated shows in in particular, they've done such a good job of expanding our understanding of the Star Wars lore and just making it that much more interesting. Clone Wars between two and three, Rebels and Bad Batch now with between episodes three and four, and just recontextualizing some of the stuff going on. And I mean, it also seems like they're doing that for Mandalorian between you know six and seven. So, yeah. And I think it's it's. I, I I think the show is it's amazing. I you know what the finale did the most? It set up I think a time frame for how long the show is going to run for. It's gonna be at least four seasons. And here's why. Four They've, seasons in a movie. Hmm. Oh well that'd be great. But here's why though. So they set up a bunch of things in this first season. They set up obviously the Empire uh shifting. They set up a big part of it was the criminal underground. Um, and then obviously we still got a bunch of stuff to do with the clones, right? So there's, there's a few different storylines here that need to be continued and evolve. Uh, we still need, we, I think at this point it's inevitable. We have to have a Boba Fett arc and ramifications there. I think Darth Maul has to appear at some point, um, because he's so heavily involved with the criminal underground. Um, and... Don't rule out uh, more Ahsoka and Rex, and obviously, and then obviously the building up of the rebellion with Saw Gerrera and all that stuff. There's so many storylines so, that you need yeah. to progress. It's gonna be at least three I more don't, seasons. I don't think we're gonna get a lot with the rebellion and the resistance and all that fun stuff. And the reason is because that story has been told a couple of different times. Like we had an entire series, the the Reb, Star Wars Rebels. They're still gonna dedicate a few episodes. Sure, to sure, it, but I don't think it's gonna be as take in, up time. I don't think it's gonna be as important. I think the bigger thing or the biggest thing that is gonna be built up, especially in season two, is around Omega and just the general idea of cloning. And we kind of saw that with the um, after credit scene, if you will, with the scientist from Camino, Dr. Cloner. Dr. Cloner. <laughs> Dr. Tall Gray Cloner uh, <laughs> joining up with the, or not, you know, joining by force Poor with the force Empire. Um, <laughs> I think what's going to end up happening is I think you're going to, we're going to see, in terms of like season two, we're going to see the Bad Batch is trying to survive. But I think Omega's also going to be like, we need to go after like, our mother, if you will, and find out where she is. And that is going to lead inevitably probably to like, what is she working on? Potentially um, some Snoke stuff, because we know that kind of got that tease earlier in the season. Well, I'm also starting to wonder like, is Snoke based on a Camino in terms of like height oh. kind of, and everything? And just like that, like the gaunt Fuck. look and everything. It kind of yeah. feels like it feels like if you took a human being and a Camino yeah. and you merged them together, do you not get Snoke? Yes. Kinda oh my do. god, I see it. I need to rewatch you remember, episode 8. You now. remember back after episode 7 all of like <laughs> who is Snoke? He's a Camino. And like the shadows and like Oh my god. What if it's Camino? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. And he has the force. Remember our original theory on Omega is that oh, she's yeah. a latent force user. Yeah. She, she is the prototype for Snoke. Well, I think Sorry. we've talked about this with Mandalorian and I think early in Bad Batch, but are they actually going to pull it off? And Bad Batch, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett <laughs> is going to give enough background and context Ooh, yes. to Snoke, the rise of the First Order, that make, make the it sequel compelling. trilogy yes. slightly more more compelling, not like the prequel trilogy is. Yes, they are. With Clone Wars, specifically, obviously, episodes two and three. Because they have a playbook for it, right? It's called Clone Wars and Rebels. 
Right. Uh, they have a playbook. The same guy who did those two shows is doing this and is heavily involved in things like The Mandalorian. So they're absolutely going to give context. And when the next generation is going to look at the sequel, tw- sequel trilogy, much like the prequel trilogy, which was made famous through those two shows and then memes and social media. Part of uh, the, I, w- I would disagree. Stuff. And the reason I would disagree is <laughs> part of the problem with that is we are not in those, we're not in that era, right? Sure. Clone Wars is still prequel trilogy land, if you will, right? right. We are now in that in between the, the, um, it's a good point. the Bindu. We are in the in between between. Uh, prequel and original and then mandalorian is also in that weird space of um original uh sequel space but you do see the central storyline yeah no no no. it's the cloning so yeah Yeah. i I feel like bad batch is going to inform what's going on with the live action shows which right now predominantly takes place between between episode six and seven what they've dubbed the mandalorian verse right Mm -hmm. with mandalorian with a so mandoverse whatever you want to call it mandoverse with Mandalorian, Ahsoka, with all those other types of shows that are coming out, right? Like, you know, essentially the, the joke of live action Rebels season five, right? Kind of happening there. Like that that story arc is kind of percolating and going on. And I think this is adding to that, right? Because I think we've talked about like Omega has to show up now, like within Book of Boba or Mando season three. Unless almost. she's died, unless she's dead. Yeah, maybe she's dead. But well, it almost feels like inevitable with the amount that they've invested in the character, the connection she has to Boba, to the cloning stuff. It almost would be weird if she didn't show up in some way. Well, so here, here's, here's my, my thing. So Book of Boba, we know, is supposedly coming out end of 2021, right? Yeah. And then um, Bad Batch season two, is it just says 2022. So we have no idea when in 2022, but we can probably say first. We can definitely say (laughs) that Book of Boba is going to happen, probably finish before um, Bad Batch season two. I don't think we're going to see Omega in Bad Batch, in um, excuse me, in Book of Boba, and the reason is because the the fan or the individual that is watching Mandalorian and now Book of Boba probably didn't necessarily, may, may have not watched Bad Batch or not know anything about Bad Batch. What about Ahsoka, though? But Ahsoka's a little different in the sense that she showed up in a bunch of, she showed up in all of Clone Wars, she showed up in Rebels, and she is a more, she's more well-known, right? As opposed to, like, you know, if we did a big server of everyone that is going to watch Book of Boba and we say to them, what's an Omega or what's Omega? But I don't know if a lot a of Greek people... Letter. But, I mean, they've done it with, like, other characters, too. Think of, like, Saw Gerrera. He had couple episode appearances before he showed up in a live action movie and you and the and Star Wars has proven that they can introduce reintroduce characters at different plot lines and you don't necessarily have to have watched those previous things I think you could do something similar with Omega right people understand the story of Boba Fett and most people or a good amount of people probably know he's a clone right it's even mentioned in Mando season two right that his face the clones and everything you could just be like oh here's a female clone of you you know what I mean and you could kind of reintroduce her that way, especially because you probably have to if you have her in that show because she is 30-plus years older. She's going to be an older woman at that point. Same age as Boba. Yeah, so you you would have to do some type of reintroduction. So it, it could work. It, the reason it could work as well is if the character is good enough, it doesn't matter if people are seeing them for the first time. The only information you're going to need to know, like Arjuna just says, if you see her appear in Book of Boba is Boba goes, holy shit, you're still alive or something. And then you get the context, like Mando's like, who the fuck is this? And he's like, this is, this is my clone. This is a cl- another clone of mine. 
who, who looks the same age, has similar experiences no, to no, her. No, no. It's going to be the foil to Boba. She's going to be like, I'm and Omega. Boba. There you go. That's what she's going <laughs> to do. I'm Omega. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would prefer the first time that we see those characters is in Bad Batch as opposed to, hey, let's do a live action thing straight away. But here's here counterpoint. How much more excited would you be for Bad Batch season two if you see uh, Omega show up in Book of Boba? I would, would be so excited. I, I wouldn't be because... Well, Again, you're just you're by yourself. I, whatever, that's fine. It's my I'm opinion. Kidding, I'm kidding. The um the the reason is because Omega is an interesting character. Sure, she became a lot more interesting these last couple of episodes because she was giving us more information that she clearly knows a lot more than she's letting on. She's Bingo. older than the batch. She's that older was, than the batch technically, got, yeah. which is that is interesting. But the rest of the season, she wasn't <laughs> that interesting. She was like, she was learning. She was learning, wow. which learning is fine. And she was doing armor upgrades the entire fucking. Do you think season. she would have the bow in uh, Book of Boba? I don't know, pew, pew. but I wouldn't care pew. to. See, I don't care to see her. Like to me, crosshairs, Hunter, their relationship—that is what I'm more excited for for season two of Bad Batch, yeah. as so opposed just, to like and that's going to be that's oh going to be goodness. that's going to be the central thing. If any of them are alive, I mean, that's if the Empire even take like house. I mean, the Empire has proven they are pretty stupid, but it's like <laughs> just imagine like the Empire shows up, their scouts come by, they find crosshairs. Oh, I have. A they know that about crosshairs that. like kind of betrayed them. And they're going to be like, yeah, come on back. Uh, okay, okay. Come back. That's one Don't worry the, about the, it. The biggest issue I had with the season finale, how the fuck does Crosshair expect to get off that planet? He watches the ship leave, and I'm like, so how, does he have a comm that works? Like, it's not, that's not established. Well, so Imperial Protocol, and I'm going to sound like an uber nerd here, okay, is when you go, go and you ice the planet, or you, like, blow whatever, you go back and you make sure you did the they job. They even mentioned, uh, they do mention, yeah, like, oh, we got to get out of here before the, the scouts, scouts come by. by. Yeah. So gotcha. the scouts would see him. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And whatever. Uh, that makes me And feel that's better. like, honestly, that's like usual military protocols. Like, you don't just go send your missiles or your whatever in and then leave it. And you hope, sure? Yeah. You make sure the you job confirm is done. the kill. Yeah. I don't think so. That doesn't sound What, confirming right. a kill? If you don't if you, think that's how the military operates? No. If you drop a bunch of bombs in an enemy-controlled land where you are not, you are not physically able to go and check in. That's why you have a bunch of, like... But you that, still, that's the whole problem. In, you still send I'm drones and flyovers or saying. whatever. Uh, uh, not all the time. No, sometimes that's not possible. There's this place called Afghanistan where a lot of that didn't wow, happen. Wow, we we're we're not shifting you, gears you, there. You, you, make a claim, you make a claim on, on, the, on military, you got to be able to back it up. And I'm telling you right now, that doesn't always happen. I'm sure that's protocol, and that's what they like to do. That's what I'm saying is protocol. I'm not yeah, saying but it, it happens all the time. It doesn't happen all the time, yeah. In the, in, in the context of this show, they do physically say, scouts are going to come sure. back. In the so context of this show. Yeah. Yes. I think that's anyway. why they probably dropped in that line because yeah. – that would be because Christian's gonna get up here on his high horse and be like, "That doesn't always at least, at least, but it doesn't." But at least with the, at least within the context of this show, <laughs> they probably put the Boo. line of, "We got to get out of here because scouts are coming." In that, okay, that's that's how Crosshair, how Crosshair was gonna get out, <laughs> unless unless season two opens and it's like, "Wow, Crosshair died because we left him on that planet. <laughs> he starved." You don't think that would be hilarious? <laughs> And then he shows up and he's like, I ate, I ate crabs every day as he escaped. And he's even, he's like he's even more he's even more anorexic than he is now. Oh, man. He's like, hi, I'm Crosshair. So speaking of Crosshair, so he obviously does a lot of um, info dumping on us yes. this episode. Um, I guess the first question, the inhibitor chip, the Order 66 chip, is it in his brain? Is it not in his brain? What is everyone's thinking? He says he took it out. And real quick, before we, we uh, yeah. jump into all that, I just want to present a couple factual things. Um, everyone's old man, young man, Tarkin, he doesn't know what he looks like. <laughs> um, 
in the first two episodes, I think it's in the second episode, uh, he tells the Kaminoans to increase the chip's ability, yes. right? So we know that does actually happen. Uh, obviously, there's a bunch of other things that happen to Crosshairs. He gets a um, booster in the face and some of his skin That's melts. where I think the, the, the chip, chip came, came out. out. Oh, Specifically because they kept the scar also in the back right of the skull, which they previously established is where the chip were, was for most of the batch and the clones. Like that back Left right. side. Yeah, yeah, whatever side it is. I'm not good with that stuff. But hey, can I show you a tip? So if you hold out your fingers, yeah, yeah, yeah left, left. You know the the one yeah, the left yeah. actually is the right way for L. That's how you tell your left. That's why it's right. right. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's how it works. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. So so I think because especially because they kept that visual representation of the scar mm-hmm. there on that side of his head, I feel like that's the indicator of like when it changed. Also, there's like a couple subtle things with how he does stuff. So before that. He is, like, all in on trying to kill the Batch, right? That's why he activates the hyperdrive where they're going to basically oh, melt point. in the ship. After that, the other, exper- the other like, instances we see... He kind of talks to them. He kind of talks to them. He, like, he misses his shots. So specifically with the Hera arc, right, when they're on that planet, Ryloth, and the ship comes and he shoots at it. We've seen Crosshair's accuracy. Like, it's dead on. He misses. He misses that ship... One would say almost intentionally, right? Like he could have shot, like he could have probably hit them, but he misses. And I think some of those indicate that the chip is out. He is still working for the Empire. He says, I choose the Empire. In fact, when we go through bold predictions, you'll see uh, I almost nailed that whole thing. <laughs> I knew you were pretty But, up. you know, he, he doesn't want to kill them, but he wants to bring them onto his side because he does still see them as brothers. But does. And sister. Because he did save Omega. He did. What uh what about you, Christian? You think it's legit or do you think it's Honestly I Or do you think it's the chip just completely rewiring his Yeah, brain? honestly, so I totally did so that whole booster thing to the side of the head where he losing it, that just blew my mind. I was like, I didn't even think of that. Uh, so I assumed he was telling the truth that he had it taken out a long time ago because that just makes for a better character arc in that he's choosing it. Um and it's, you know, I think it's important to know as well, they are the bad batch. They are sort of defective, and they think differently. They act differently than regular clones. So the idea that, that these clones can have slightly more free will, that they can make decisions, you know, based on preferences and, you know, things like that, like upbringing and, and, or whatever, nature versus nurture, is, is a more interesting story than, oh, the inhibitor chip made me do it. So I assumed he was telling the truth, but the fact is, I like the idea that it was melted out of his brain way better. That's that's pretty cool. And you're right. Now that I think about it, in fact, it makes a rewatch almost like more interesting because now you want to see like, oh, Terminator crosshair because he definitely absolutely is far more like... Um, I mean, he's legit trying to kill them. Yeah, and he's, like, he's, like, a termi- he's like a Terminator. He's like yeah. a robot, right? Uh, and then we have a few episodes where he disappears. And then you're right. When he comes back... Yeah, he there is a there is a difference, and obviously I didn't pick up on it because there was a few episodes where he was gone. Also, bring bring up Ryloth, right? When we saw him earlier against some of Saw's rebels, he murders those people. Yeah, right. When he's under the chip in Ryloth, I remember when I watched that episode and uh, that clone commander comes out, and I thought he was going to get shot by Crosshair because he showed that brutality of 
you know, no mercy to any type of resistance. And he doesn't kill them. He doesn't shoot any of the deserters either. Yeah. Yeah, and but I think, I think that's, that's part different. Of the that's different, though, because, again, those, even though they are the regs, they're still his brother or brothers or whatever. Because remember, that's the, the big thing with the clones is, like, Brother. They themselves think of like I I would I would argue that they themselves think of themselves as their own species, sure. their own collective group, right. which they are, right? Like, but they I, are bred to like. But, but that's what I'm saying. Work if that the, way. If the chip had been in his head at that point, he would have killed them because like that would super. But do we ever that. see him like flat out kill any clone trooper? He's good flat, point. He flat out murder. He's fine with murdering new TK. He's like. Doesn't care about that. Doesn't care about rebels and resistant fighters and all that. But I don't think we ever see him actually. He's never. Turn. He's never like fought any. Yeah. Like you know properly like that. So. Except but for I, the I mean, bad batch, right? Right. So yeah. then maybe that's like a big flaw with Order sixty six. So like Order sixty six works because cool, it's a Jedi, whatever, right. or it's a ooh, it's a, it's a rebel, whatever. Right. But if you have to like have a clone turn on a clone, yeah, I feel a lot like that harder. like does something right because right. it's like essentially like you're asking good, to like. Point. You're asking them to take out, like, your own self, essentially, or whatever. So I think that makes it a lot more difficult. Well, even the episode that we saw with um, the commando cloner, right? Um, what's his name? Gregory? Gregor. Gregor. Yep. Right? McGregor? He, Conor he, McGregor? He, he was another <laughs> no. cloner who had chosen to kind of go on his own will. So, yeah. like, I think they're right. showing that there are flaws in Order 66 and that it's not just, like, and everyone was bad like that, you know? It's I mean, Papa Palpatine probably, when he's talking to his, like, cultists, he's like, and then I had Order 66, and it was great. Do you think Do you think the Order 66 sort of maybe, like, it's kind of like a mutation in a virus? It's like uh, you have you have the, the clone troopers, or, you know, the, clone, the clones, <laughs> and um, an Order 66 turned on... St- something in certain soldiers and creates like a Gregor. Maybe even a well Rex got it taken out, I guess, earlier, but so the so way soldiers who the way I, show up I've later al- who are I've different. always looked at like Order Sixty Six is similar like the US military did a whole bunch of stuff in the sixties and the seventies with L S D and like yes. mind control shit to like get soldiers to be to be good soldiers, right? To follow the orders, soldier, the perfect yeah. soldier, and that's like a LSD is an interesting drug. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Black Mirror also has a whole a whole episode actually where they dedicate to like where you can essentially turn off like I want to say it's the cognitive function of the brain or like a thinking portion of the brain where you basically turn off the idea of like choice, and I think that's what Order sixty six does is it turns off the idea of like being able to give. Or make a choice yourself, yeah. and then you are, you're kind of just like a, a thing and and a drone. You're just a drone, you'll yeah. do whatever. And I think what Clone Wars and Bad Batch has shown is like even though these guys are clones, they're all individuals, right? Like mm-hmm. the beauty of Clone Wars was you're introduced to all these clones who have the same face, they sound the same, but they're all vastly different. And Bad Batch has continued to show that. Obviously, the Batch are like an extreme of that, but it kind of shows that the chip enhances, you know, some people's anger and angst with like crosshair for example and then others like the commando on ryloth for example he probably did order 66 there's no jedi master there so they probably killed their jedi master but he still does the good thing right where he's like i'm not gonna go against you know Hera's parents and like that's and then there are clones that go with him too so i think like that's the inherent flaw in order 66 it's like it's this temporary thing but it doesn't completely rewrite who they are as individuals and it may and like i said it may even change them yeah. 
in some level, or at least make them more aware of what's I, going on. I would bet the clones that are rebelling or have rebelled against Order 66 are older clones. So mm. they're the clones that probably were on Geonosa or Geonos- Geonosa? Genosis. Genosis. At the very beginning of the start Perfect. of the Clone Wars, like those original batch, and then the ones that are just like blindly follow the orders, ugly armor. They're probably like <laughs> they're probably a lot younger, right? Because yeah. the other big thing with anything, right, it comes down to experiences and and all that fun stuff. And those experiences, like with the general, the clone general or clone the clone commander on Ryloth has those experiences with Harris parents. Yeah. And those probably supersede any kind of orders or whatever, as opposed to like other fresh troopers that just drop there to go do a job. But even Rex, right? In, in um, well, he's he's clone like he's an OG clone, right? But even yeah. Rex in Clone Wars, right? Remember his chip turns on, and he really struggles to try and kill Ahsoka, yeah. right? And it's because probably that relationship as well. They had such a strong relationship that it was just enough. For Ahsoka to then get the chip out of his head. It could also be that we're completely wrong and Palpatine is using like some dark side bullshit magic. Magic? Yeah, he's using oh, he's flat not using, out magic. He's not using the force nope, now. magic. He's a wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, Palpy. So uh, real quick, there's, there's an entire week in the Clone Wars where Count Dooku and Palpatine were playing Magic the Gathering. Oh. And, not no, d um, Real quick, before we get into what if and kind of just comparing the two in terms of animation styles, mm. we obviously had major bull predictions for the season for season one of Bad Batch. And as always, we like to go back and revisit them and then make fun of each other and call each other terrible names. So we'll start with Krishna. Krishna uh, believed, um, for some silly reason, that multiple engagements with new empire at different le- with the new empire at different levels. Very he, vague. He also very very vague. kind of like true though. It's right? super true because yeah, we saw know. a lot of the empire in different. We saw ways. a lot it's, of armor variants. It's yes. cheating though. By it's the cheating. way, real quick, can we talk about armor variants? The TK Phase One armor, being based off Ralph McQuarrie's concept art. I very, very much want that armor. You do? Just putting that out there. Wow. Like, but, a lot. All right, your birthday's coming up, so. Oh, yeah. We can't afford we that. We can give you, like, a $50 gift no, card to. Yeah, that's perfect. To start oh. the yeah, yeah. $2 million. I'll chip in $25 to that right, $50 cool. gift card. Uh, and then Christian also said that Darth Maul will appear. That didn't happen. Uh, episode 16, after Christine, Maul appears before the Kaminoans. Kills the governor, demanding to know where Omega is. He got the, the governor did die. <laughs> well, we don't know. I don't think. Know. <laughs> God, so many things were wrong. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so I was wrong. Classic. I'm still bald. Kata! Um, uh, so some of the other predictions. Uh, let's go to mine. Yeah, well, I think they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yours were actually kind of probably yeah. more spot on than most. So, so I think the one I'm most proud of was was, was the crosshair. Yeah, specifically, I said crosshair will get his chip removed. I said crosshair after his chip gets removed will still stay with the empire, um, despite having the chip removed, and then he would uh, get put down by the batch. So I got two thirds of it right. Did not get put down by the batch, but I do think it's interesting that he's still kind of out there in the wind. He is this character who is morally conflicted. I thought the exchange between him and Hunter was like, we don't agree, we don't see eye to eye, but we're still brothers, right? And I think that's, it's so fascinating in war. And I think like war stories where you have people who are connected to each other on different sides. And I think that's what they're setting up with Crosshair and the Batch. I don't think Crosshair is going to, is going to try and hunt them down or anything, but he's certainly, uh, you know, not on their side. 
So, Arjuna, your last bold prediction was we will run into morally great bounty hunters like Cad Bane and Boba Fett. You were half right. We did get Cad Bane. We got Fennec. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, you know, we did get morally great bounty hunters. How happy were you when you saw Cad Bane? Did you I cry was a excited. little? I was excited. I really he want was... his... I really want his hat. Yeah. I would love to do a cosplay of him. Don't know how that would work, but it'd be cool. I saw it. Uh, one of the celebrations that I went to. Actually, the last celebration that we were at to in Chicago. Um, Chicago. There was a guy who had Cad Bane. He did a um, prosthetic mask, so it wasn't like face paint or anything. We need a, I mean, Lo, if you're watching, uh, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Yeah, Arjuna also, you know, put out your... That stuff is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes that prosthetics I have a million more expensive yen. than the armor. Oh man. Um so Arjuna was half right. I mean, let's talk real quick Boba Fett, because I think it would have been cool to see Boba Fett. I'm actually he's a season two guy. I yeah. I feel like it's a season two <laughs> thing because I feel like he's gonna take up a lot of the season. And the fact that season two is after Book of Boba, yeah. I think somebody is planning something. <laughs> Maybe. Well, the I mean, it, it's helpful. Dave, it's Filoni, part of the plan. Dave Filoni is on all the shows, right? He's kind of the glue Kim that Feige. can bring all the stories together, for, you know, see what's going on here, what's going on here, and figure out narratively, like, let's do this, let's do this, let's hold this. You know, I'm sure in the writer's room they're like, ooh, you know, we're going to do this show about the Bad Batch, let's have Boba. And he's probably like, let's hold off on the first season, season two. You know, he's doing some other stuff here. It's going to narratively make more sense. Uh, and it's funny because, like, Marvel, with their movies, gets praised obviously because of their connectivity and the the sync, the sync like the the sync that they have. But on the TV side, it hasn't necessarily felt that way. Versus like Star Wars, on the TV side, it feels like they have a really good, strong plan and a continuity line. But then on the movie side, it's just <laughs> throwing poop against the wall as <laughs> he wants sticks. Yeah, pretty much. Oh man. So my. Bold prediction for season one, which we're all correct, so we won't need to say I'm kidding. I believe you went. Uh, Tarkin, oh. I said that Tarkin's the main political adversary, one of the bad batch in Book of Boba, Echo or Hunter specifically. That well, we, don't that. Yeah, we, don't, we don't know that. We don't know that. I don't but know Tarkin, why we let me put that as a bad batch. Why'd you pick Echo? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm Echo. Echo. <laughs> I'm Echo. Uh, I also said that Omega dies. Sadly, that didn't happen. <laughs> or that Omega falls to the dark side because she realizes she has, has the Force. That, that's like a she's, season four. She's fearful best. of it. No <laughs> one is there to train her. She kills people to kill the Bad Batch. She enjoys murder. Hunter puts her out of her misery. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, Ravi, you... that like I honestly have nothing wrong with the prediction. It's just not a season one prediction. That's a series-long series prediction. So, so I can't Actually, it, real quick. That's my series... However long this series runs for, that right there is my series-long prediction. So this, these, are, these are our bold predictions for the season over the course of our whole discussion over the season. Okay. So, like, I think your Omega one was after episode one, like the movie. Yep. So that was that was your prediction right after that. Oh, I did say this would be nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, which could still definitely happen. I think it will happen. Honestly, it should for at least animation. Yeah. Um, I don't think for. I uh, think Emmy noms are actually out already. Are they? Oh, you yeah. should check. So that. we should check. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we're super prepared. No one checks. Yeah. No one um, cares. So those are our bold predictions. We're kind of all over the place. Uh, let's hear all over the place bold predictions for season two. Ooh. I'm going to go first. The oh, Bad nice. Batch will and, live uh, and die. And real quick, I just want to <laughs> preface this. Um, <laughs> our bold predictions don't have to solely be within the show. What? It can be things 
around the show. Oh, like you know, uh, Hunter or Echo showing up in uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we've we've already made the precedent. So my bold prediction is Dave Filoni in twenty twenty two will release some kind of content not related to Star Wars, Marvel, maybe. But Dave I think, Filoni? I think Dave Filoni is getting to a point where if you look at his IMDb, IMDb. the last like 20 years is just Star Wars. I think he loves Star that's Wars. All, which, is, which is great. Which life. is great. But like, I'd like to challenge him to do something else. Come up with something original. Come up with a, a rom-com about me and... Um, Why, though? Ravi, I have a something question. Else. If you're paid millions of dollars by Lucasfilm, you personally, yes, to make Star Wars content, would you make anything else? So that would be released like publicly. So here, here's are we gonna get like into a deep discussion, or we want like a generic answer here? I guess. Okay. So (laughs) I think it comes down to when you are in your career, yeah, and you are doing what you love, yeah, and then you're making good money, yeah. You reach a point where you become bored. Sure, and it happens everywhere. It's not just. It, it happens. It's inevitable. It's inevitable, right? It's. Uh, I think Dad said this a long time ago, right? Like he's right you, over there. He's right over there. If you work <laughs> Hi, at Dad. a bakery, you'll eventually learn to hate eating baked goods because that's all you're surrounded by. But Dad loves baked goods. I know. See how big he is. I'm just kidding. But I think that's maybe happening. And I also like the idea, like especially when you're in the creative side of things, it's good to get out of your wheelhouse, right? Like if you're a person that loves sports and all you're ever doing sure. is sports, if that's all you ever do, you're very kind of locked in right. on the, that type of content. It's the same with Star Wars. Like these creatives, and in Marvel, right, as well. If that's all you do, the content is eventually just going to be very simple. Like, remember the dark times of Marvel, where it's like movie after movie, where it's like, oh, cool, they're all the fucking same. Doctor ha- Strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, it but, happens. Well, here's my counterpoint, though. Sure. Everyone has an apex, right? Everybody has, like, the dream goal. And to me, your dream goal would be, like, directing a Star Wars movie, right? No, not anymore. What's your dream goal, then? I want to live on Mars by myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'm going to go back to my previous statement. <laughs> you, Wait, said, you, you said dream goal, right? Dream means it can never happen. I mean, happen. like, within direction, directing, and movies, and that's Yeah, it would thing. be awesome to direct a Star Wars, but once you've done it, then you need to figure out the next thing. Unless they pay you that. ten times the amount to do the same thing again. I bet you would some, do it. But at some point, but the thing is, at some point, at some point, the money doesn't really matter because you're yeah. not creatively challenged and or you're just making a copy repeat of the same thing. Counter counterpoint. Wait, to yeah, yourself? Counter, counter Are you counterpointing yourself? No, I'm oh. countering his counter. <laughs> okay. Filo- but Filoni is being challenged now because he is doing live action, right? He's yeah, no, definitely. Animation, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's with, I think he's more invested in the, in the, the Mandalorian live action show, the Ahsoka live action show. You know, he might be doing a movie, like those types of things. Like, I think that is his next challenge within that same sandbox. All right, so you're right. Real quick, before you continue, all I was trying to do is get us to clip this out, put it on the internet. Dave Filoni sees this, and he's like, I need a new challenge. And he's like, cool, I'll become the producer or uh, the EP or director of the podcast. That can still happen. Now we have this great conversation <laughs> that lengthens the clip, and the algorithm loves length. Yes, very true. <laughs> I'm not clipping this out. <laughs> oh no, no, Learman, you'd be you, no, no, Learman, you'd become the fourth person in here, and then 
Dave Filoni would sit over there. <laughs> wow. I can't. You yo. would sit right here in the middle. It'd be a nice tight squeeze. <laughs> yep, it'd be a very nice tight squeeze. Oh, my God. Oh, that, okay. That's that the case, plan. Yes. So Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni will make a new piece of content in 2022. Unrelated to Star Wars. Hopefully, was it good? And here's the kicker. <laughs> if it is him producing an episode of Was It Good, our podcast, we can't talk about Star Wars. Otherwise, my bold prediction is completely wrong. What would we even talk about? Stargate. Favi, th- this section is called bold predictions, not impossible predictions. <laughs> no. so. You, don't, so you, you know. never know. The kind no, I will come. <laughs> I do uh, know. Krishna, you haven't yeah. spoken much. Uh, yes, I took a nap the last 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I feel refreshed. Uh, real quick, our producer did find out there were no Emmy nominations for... The Bad Batch, season one. This time. Maybe next time. <laughs> maybe next time. But maybe they missed a that prediction was wrong. Mm. Right. Bold, but wrong. Well, what's your bold prediction for season two? My bold prediction for season two is we will see a prototype of Snoke. Ooh. Proto Snoke. So, uh, but we won't know it's Snoke uh, until much later. Maybe It'll season be four. Snake eyes. It's going to be, we're going to see either like um, uh, a, Kam- a Kaminoan like clone, uh, or Omega's going to reveal some information that she does have like latent force powers. Either way, that's going to be, we're going to, we're going to get a very clear, uh, subtle, uh, subtle but yet clear signal that. Snoke prototype is either here or coming or is everywhere. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> no reason. Uh, is it because I'm doing this? No, yeah, don't, exactly. Don't read the screen, Christian. Um, w- um, Sorry. That's my anyway, don't read it out. I, 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 I uh, like that prediction. I think it makes sense that we Snoke will, see will be prototype there. Snoke. We won't know if it's Snoke. It's Omega. Anyway, uh, Arjuna, your role <laughs> prediction for season two. Okay. Uh, for season two of The Bad Batch, I believe we will get death. You mean like a... Uh, one of The Bad Batch will die. <laughs> Which one? Uh, I'm going to go with tech. Uh, tech. Easily yeah. tech. He's the most expensive. No, Echo. <laughs> no, Echo, Echo is our through line through Clone Wars. We'll keep him around for a while. I would yeah, argue Hunter is the through line now. No, Echo. Echo, because he's the connection to Clone Wars. Are you Wars. just saying Echo, Echo twice echo, because it's Echo? Echo, Echo. Yeah. Uh, echo. Also, Echo based on Hoth. You, you, it's probably founded by Echo from Bad Batch. Duh. Wait, yeah, actually, that's a pretty, good, that, prediction. That, that, that's oh a pretty good prediction, what? actually. Echo based, right? On Hoth. Yeah. And Echo's a character. Oh, God, you no, no. If Rex was on the Battle of Endor, maybe Echo was at the Battle of Hoth. I quit. And Echo Base, this universe is named too, Echo this Base. This universe is too connected. Way too connected. What's wrong with that? I love yeah, it. I don't like it. Arjuna, by the way, uh, you can have my prediction because Michael's writing it in there. Echo base, baby. What to do? I mean, that's a pretty good. I mean, that's that's, that's, that's cool. a good one. That's a good one. Well done. I would say my second bold prediction is you mean that your third. why do you get two? Obi Wan Kenobi will show up. Okay, that's and there will be a connection one. to the Obi Wan show. Oh, okay, bad, yeah. bad. That's and not, then not uh, bad. here's my bold prediction because that's supposed to come out next year, allegedly, right? Supposedly, I don't know. Let's move on from that quickly. <laughs> Wait, you know something? Shut up. Move Tell on. Text no, it. it's, text it's, it. it's public knowledge that they've, they've started shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, uh, let's get into that big question before we get into what if. Is it coming out next Shut week? Shut up and answer the question, Christian. 
<laughs> was Bad Batch Season 1, Episode 16 good? And was Bad Batch Season 1 overall good? Yes and yes. Uh, season finale was good. It was emotional. Uh, at the end of the day, it, it brought it back to what the show is about, which is brotherhood. Um, brotherhood. And the fact that... <laughs> Your big head is getting in my shot, bro. <laughs> uh, what it's all about, which is brotherhood, and the fact that you can you have this interesting discussion of we have differing viewpoints, we have different agendas, um, but I know I keep doing this. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. It's unconscious. I don't even think about it. Um, oh think God. about it. Uh, and then, yeah, the uh, <laughs> overall season was good. June's absolutely right. It's the best season one. Dave Filoni By led. far. By far. Show. It's I, not close. It's not close as of that I can think of. Would you consider him, though? What, what was his involvement on Mandalorian? Because if you he put him on Mandalorian, Mandalorian is the He was an EP on it, and he also directed an episode or two. So, and would you, and he showed up as a Thai pilot. Or, uh, as a... As well, as far a, as... Um, it was John Favreau. An X-Wing pilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, far, as far as the anime stuff goes, this is the best by far. Best Filoni baloney ever. Baloney, baloney. Baloney, baloney. That's what he should do. Instead of directing a new piece of content, he should found his own baloney line called Faloney Baloney. I'd buy it. Wait a minute. That's genius. Wait, would it be a clothing brand or just actual baloney? No, no actual baloney. Oh, wow. You just and sell the meat. just his face with his cowboy hands. You know how like, difficult it is <laughs> to like make a food, like food food, like a food thing? You just have to find Easy. a farm. And then you need a factory, pay maybe. for it. And, and then Actually, hire a couple Jeremy workers. Clarkson does it on uh, that Amazon Prime show. Jeremy Clarkson Farms or something or Farming Jer- Jeremy Farming Farming Jeremy, Jeremy. Just get a good lawyer and there you go. uh, manager. Oh, Arjuna, was episode sixteen of season one of the Bad Batch good? And was season one of Bad Batch good? It wasn't good. It was perfect. What? It was the best episode of Bad Batch. What? One of the best animated Star Wars episodes I've ever seen in my entire perfect? life. Perfect. Season one of Bad Batch was. Really good. Perfect. Really loved it. Like we said before, best season one of a Filoni show and just a great a great season that will make me invested in this show, no matter how bad it could potentially get. How one much? Day. Wait, Arjuna, that, I'm sorry. How much? Your last drink of orange juice. How much was actually orange juice? Yeah, Arjuna, what drugs okay? did Dave Filoni <laughs> offer you to say that the episode, Guys, season, I'm episode a, 16 of season one was perfect? I'm a, I'm a consulting producer on Bad Batch. I wrote the finale. <laughs> well, then that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I, re- I honestly, I really, I really loved the episode. It really spoke to me. I really don't I like really you. Connect- it really connected with me. I-, I thought it was just like a great. It connected with you? Are you a clone? I might be. Oh, God. I don't know. Mom, dad. <laughs> That's true. We don't know anything about anything. This is true. This is very true. But I, I just thought, I thought it was just like a, a great half an hour um, that really culminated with the entire story. I loved that it was, quote-unquote, smaller stakes, because it, you know, at one point in the show, it felt like with all the cameos you were getting, the finale was going to be like Boba Fett or Darth Maul or something, like, big and lore-changing. But I loved that they kind of went with the, quote-unquote, smaller story of the batch coming back together. And, the actual batch, and, yeah. And uh, Kamino, like, being destroyed. It was it was amazing. Like, I, I just, every single beat, every decision that they made, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't ask for anything else. Did you cry different. tears of joy? Because it was perfect. He's tearing up right now. I was, you know, it was emotional. So I watched it on my iPad at like twelve fifteen a.m. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. TV, you watched you this loser on your iPad, and you're calling it the the a perfect. It was an iPad Pro. 
Who gives a fuck what <laughs> iPad it was? You watched it a twelve inch like screen. I'm sorry. So now I'm picturing I'm picturing you just like lying in bed and you've got the screen here and you're just going <laughs> and it's like dark, his hair is like passed out next to you, you're just like <laughs> it's so that's perfect. actually that's that's exactly what happened. Are you not Oh my there's god. There's more tear there's like snot coming out of my nose though. I it was yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's a pretty Oh like crier. Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder. Oh, when yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. emotionality, where is it? You know. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh Ravi, was Bad Batch the season finale good and was season one of Bad Batch good? The season finale was not good. Wow. It was a gigantic uh talking and and uh, stupidness. How do we have Ravi very likes, much Ravi likes music similar, videos. Hold on. Very Bye. much sim- very similar to Ted Lasso season two, episode <sighs> four. No, they're not even comparable. You're right. Ted Lasso is fucking worse. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Wait, it, I haven't said it. Yeah, wow. we, we Spoilers. Won't, we won't get into details. Oh, hey, hey, but wanna, Ted Lasso hey, was hey, you so know, You want to know how bad Ted Lasso? Nothing fucking happened. Just like this uh, season. It was, it was, it was stu- as Michael said in his tech, Text terrible, terrible. That that is the uh, bad bash episode sixteen. Terrible. If they ended it with C, uh, episode fifteen, way better. That you, makes no sense what? if they ended on fifteen. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna rewrite my own history. Bad bash ended. Uh, kind of like your 15. troll hunters movie. Yep. 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 The Trolls movie was fine. No, no, Except right. Ravi went on rewatch is going to end with Toby's death. Oh, that's not right, the whole yeah, time yeah. travel. Um, overall, though, the season Bad Bash it was good. A lot of interesting characters. Um, probably the best thing of Bad Batch so far for them. Crosshairs number one. Yeah. Uh, and then I think number two is just kind of the, the backstory of the Empire. What's happening there. Uh, and then also number three, the fact that, you know, Raph McCory concept art is walking around. Yeah. That's Actually, pretty cool. animated around. Uh, real, real quick, how important is it are these animated shows to Star Wars toys, would you say? Well... I will reveal on this podcast. I may have bought a bunch more sideshow shit. So yeah, have you bought? Have you bought all seven variations of the Omega Pop? Omega, <laughs> Omega, Omega episode one. Omega <laughs> with Com Link. Omega with Bow and Arrow. Omega with. Yeah, of course. Com 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 Link. Com Link. Com Link. Com Link. Com Link. That's what they do with Com Link, right? There's like fifty Funko Pop variations out there, like everything for everybody. Give me the cookies version. Grogu. Oh my god. Macaroons. We're we're gonna push through here. We're gonna get into another Disney Plus show because we're the Disney Pod. Clearly, was Disney. I tried to add lower decks, but someone here didn't watch. Excuse me, lower decks. Lower decks. I haven't watched it. All right, sub Michael out for Krishna. So let's get into Marvel's (laughs) What If animated Disney Plus show. We got the very first episode this past Wednesday. It will be dropping every Wednesday similar to Loki. Uh, The whole reason is Disney is really trying to fuck with you in terms of when the work week starts and when the work week ends. They want you to stay up until midnight every day. Yeah, basically. Honestly, Wednesday is a perfect day, though. Monday night football, Thursday night football. Friday is English Premier League soccer. Sunday is more football. So putting on a Wednesday where nothing is happening, smart. I think they also are probably thinking of, like, movie releases, too. Oh, yeah, movie releases, Yeah, because, you know, Delta is going (laughs) to allow us to go to the movies. I really thought Disney was planning their releases Over under of how much Shang-Chi makes in the box office. More than Black Widow. I think less. Ooh. I think less. Yeah. I think less. The Delta, Delta's for real, yo. They, they were, there's an article that came out that they're not releasing on Disney Plus. Shang Chi. Yeah, no Shang Chi on Disney uh, Plus. You can only see it in theater. <laughs> they even the even the the movie critics are not going after it because they're only doing an in person screening as well. They're not sending out digital copies of the screen. I'm sorry. Either. Did they like? 
did Disney go and listen to Christopher Nolan or some weird shit? Wow. I I wonder I wonder if it's like not to get too far in the weeds here, but I wonder if Disney's now afraid of the the ScarJo thing and they don't want to release this digitally as well and get some of the back. Oh, I know. fucking grow up! I they know. have lawsuits. They have lawyers. I know, so I know we Arjuna, I know before the episode we said we wouldn't get into it, but let's bring it up real quick. Yes. The article that came out that said yes. that they're treating Shang Chi as a experiment. The oh, CEO you're of setting, said it's you're an setting this up to be Bob a Chapek failure. Or Bob Iger. Bob Chapek. You're oh. you're setting this up to be a failure right off the bat. So if it, whether you're treating it as an experiment, it's going to be a failure yeah. simply by you're cutting off half of the ways for people to watch. Wait, can you what's the experiment? Can you what's get, the experiment? clarify the um, the uh, article? Yeah, so said, the please? lead actor came out and s- responded to this. And what's said, his name? Similu, I believe. Simi Similu. Yes. Yeah. That's how you respond to it. My most well researched show on the internet. <laughs> we Was it researched? <laughs> we <do> it li- <laughs> hey, hey, hey! We do it live. <laughs> do it live. Fuck it. We do our research live. <laughs> so uh, let me pull up. Let me pull up the thing. Uh, so Similu responded. This is the tweet he sent. Ah. We are not an experiment. We are the underdog, the underestimated. We are the ceiling breakers. We are a celebration of culture and joy that will persevere after an embattled year. We are the surprised. I'm fired the fuck up to make history on September 3rd. Join us. Today we celebrate our Independence Day. Sounds like a bold prediction. So I believe I believe what Disney is doing is it's going to have 45 days in theaters exclusively, and then it will come to Disney+. Plus. So I guess, I mean, we're supposed to be talking Marvel's What If, but we're now talking... This is a What If. What if we see this movie in theaters? Are we part of the problem, or are we not part of the problem? Well, it's an individual choice. The fact is it's coming out in theaters. They're giving you the choice to risk, you know, things, right. your health. They're limiting your choice, too, To go right? see it. They're limiting this. your choice. I will say Absolutely. this. I'll say, I mean, we don't ever talk about COVID in depth, but... When you look at COVID, the Delta Delta variant, was COVID the good? Limba, the Baka Baka, the Wacha Wacha, the Huda 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 variants, like all the various names, I feel very, very uneducated. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and I don't feel like there's a proper resources to actually give me an informed decision when you compare a year ago when we were just dealing with COVID-19. So it's, are, it's very difficult to it's like make though. an informed decision. CDC and the WHO. That's like the, those are the who, top who? of the top. And the, the the reason that you're even questioning it is because that the, the anti-vaxxers and the anti-maskers are so loud and oh. so effective. And the rep- certain people are so effective at spreading misinformation that it's even a question of where you look for information. It's actually very simple. What are the CDC and the WHO guidelines? Do that. They are the most informed and the most researched. I'm going to bring up our father's favorite actor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, God, that was great. Who recently recently said, and had a great video, and he said, when he's like, this is what he said. What did he say? He said that when you look for information about bodybuilding, you listen to experts like me, a professional bodybuilder. When you look for experts about banking, you talk to a banker. He's like, when you look for experts about medicine, you should listen to the CDC and doctors. You should, you don't go to, I think this is what he said. He said, when your house is on fire, you don't go on YouTube and say, how do I put out a fire? You let the <laughs> fire department deal with it. So he's like, listen to the fucking experts, essentially. Don't listen to YouTube. So, but, but going back to me, because it's all about. And Facebook. But it's all about me, <laughs> again, real quick. I guess the question I have is, come September. Yeah. When, you know, this movie is out in theaters, 
Is it safe to go? Look at the rates. Look at the look at just look at all what's the information. going on in your city. What are the CDC? What is who recommend and make a decision? That's yeah. it's really that. That's all you. A can A lot do. of cities are now requiring like vaccines to go inside, like vaccine cards. The, the Brooklyn well. Nets are. Yeah, the Brooklyn Next Nets. Season. Probably most most sports Wait, teams really? are going to follow. Yeah, suit. so the New staff, York. the staff, and then uh, anyone that attends any live games in person has to show uh, vaccine, vaccine card. Vaccinated. Oh man, anyway, we're way off topic. Here. Let's get back into what if we got back on topic? Yes, what if we got back on topic here? So, uh, Captain Kata. Kata, Kata, That was a great Rush Hour impression. Well done. I'm Wait, glad what about Captain Carr from Stargate? Way better. Oh, let's, oh, we got to rank the Carter. Car- at the end of this well, section, yes, we'll rank the Carters. Carters. We'll power rank Carters. There we right go. The end, There's the only end. three that we know of. Yeah. Carter. Carter. It doesn't matter. And Peggy Carter. Uh, so Marvel's What If. First episode dropped. What's everyone's initial gut reaction, their one word impression to kind of recap that first episode? <sighs> meh. Arjuna's is meh. I'm going to say interesting. Interesting. Interesting that looked really cool. Um, I thought it, was, it presented a, a cool situation, like a parallel universe situation. Um, I like seeing the differences, like with uh, obviously with Carter and then with Captain America, the, the original Captain America himself. You know, sort of how that diverged and how stop that doing core, that with your heart. <laughs> sorry, their core characters uh, stayed, you know, the same to themselves, right? Um, so yeah. Nice, nice. I'm going to go with Kang. <laughs> wow. Yep. I always like to start our segments off with... Uh, oh, okay. Can I just go to Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Kang because when it, th- this show, when it first dropped during... Um, I think it was a gigantic like Disney... Um, Investors call. Investors December, call. Yeah, December. yeah. Right. And it was just dropped. It was thrown out there. And it was like kind of cool. They showed a little bit, whatever. And then, you know, things like... Um, you know, we started learning more about uh, the new Doctor Strange film. We started learning more about potentially what's happening Spider-Man. We got the Loki series. We got um, WandaVision. We got all this multi-reality stuff. And now, you know, this show is out there. And already, the the big thing that I've been seeing, which is hilarious, is uh, people are convinced that The Watcher is a variant of Kang. Why not? Why the fuck not? But the problem is, you know, if you look at comic book history and comic books, and I've been on this pod and I've said this multiple times, we can't always look at comic books and characters and be like, it's a, you know, it's because a, change, it's a one-on-one. Yeah. They do yeah. change characters. They merge characters. They do all sorts of things. Um, but in the comics, at least, Kang and his variants are one thing, and the Watcher is his thing and does his own thing. Can you, can you give us what a real about- quick prime on on who and what the Watcher is. Sure. Who watches the Watchman? Yeah, the Watcher is basically, in a nutshell, if you look at it, and this is my two cents. This is how I look at the Watcher. The Watcher is basically the fourth wall broken in the comic books. It's a narrator to you, the reader, in terms of what is happening through their perspective. Interesting. Right? So it's it's almost like it's taking another level at a comic book where you're physically opening the pages. You are the reader looking at Steve Rogers going through and, and, and battling the Nazis and destroying Hydra. But with the Watcher, the Watcher is giving you context from his perspective in terms of the story that is happening. So it's really you're reading through the watcher who's watching this event and you're getting more context. So are we way. getting uh, are we getting an unreliable 
Narrator? N- narrator. Narrator? 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 Well, I, I would say no, because the the thing with The Watcher is, he is, an, like, how it's, it's been presented in the series, series is, he is narrating, right? Yeah. He is telling you we what is... We can trust him. We can trust him because he's sure. telling you what yeah, is happening. You see him in the, like, sky. Yeah. He's almighty. Down. Yeah. Um, but, and the other so thing... It's, it's more, and, the, it's, and, the, and the other thing, too, is, like, with the Watcher and, like, being a reliable or unreliable narrator is we don't learn anything else about the Watcher except what he says in the beginning and the end, which is, like, I'm here, I watch, I tell you, I can't interact, I won't ever interact, I cannot interact. And that's it, right? We don't learn like, "Hi, I'm the Watcher," and on Tuesdays I love my cappuccino. So um, he's like a guest. In Free City. He's like a guest in Westworld, right? He can yeah. go, he can interact, but he can't change things. Even exactly. though they can change things, that's interesting because it doesn't work. Because we know, because we, <laughs> we know in reality, right? The act of observing changes things. The whole Schrodinger's cat and oh uh, god, yes. Oh, uh, we're not we're not going to get into that right now. So I assume I assume it's more of a mechanism to observe parallel. Right. realities in yeah. this world. The Watcher's just a mechanism for that. I think this conversation brings up, like, maybe one of my biggest issues with What If, or maybe not a big issue, but something that's interesting at least to talk about. That concept there itself is more interesting than what we've been presented in this show, right? Oh, the, 100%. The, fa- the fact that you have someone that's observing stuff, it's just used as a storytelling element. Jeffrey here, Wright. Right? Jeffrey yes. Wright is, like, an amazing actor. He's a great. He's a great voice actor. He's a really distinctive voice. He's a really high-profile actor to get for the Watcher, and his talents to me in this first episode are just kind of wasted because it's like he just gives you the premise. He's like, "What if this happened?" And then we get this. Just we basically get the first first Avenger again, like slightly remixed, slightly retold. Like a middle schooler was like, "Yeah, what if it was Peggy instead of Steve?" And it's basically the same story like beat for beat almost in terms of just like what happens in the story it's like that's true cool I, I guess this is cool or whatever but it's just like you watch it and then that's it and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that type of media right there's nothing wrong with a show where you watch it for half an hour and you're like this was maybe solidly entertaining and then you said it, you, you said never it, think about it again. you said it right before the restart of the episode saturday morning cartoon low yeah. stakes Cool. Yeah. It looks cool to watch. You know, you don't have to invest a whole lot. I really wish they would have done. Honestly, like I, th- I don't. I and this is a bold. I'm jumping ahead here. This is a bold prediction for the whole what if season one. I don't think it is super connected to the yeah. MCU as a lar- at, at large. I think it's just a fun thing of like very simply put, what if like just if we change these stories up. And they Paul Bettany'd the situation again because AC Bradley yeah. and some of the other EPs were like, This is hugely important to the MCU. This is all canon. This is all could become stuff. They really hyped the shit out of the yeah. show. And then when I watched the premiere, I was like, This is what I thought the show would be. But then you guys said all this shit and yeah. changed my expectation of like, oh, we're gonna like jump off of Loki and have like everything with Kang and everything kind of interact with like why there are all these multiverses. Well, it's not still true could at, though, right? Right, for sure. But like not true at all, at least to start, right? It's just kind of this fun it's literally what the comic is, right? Like these really fun hypothetical one offs that are fun, that might be slightly interesting, some are better, probably better than others. And you can kind of digest it, and then you can go on with the rest of your life. See, that's why I kind of wish they would have dropped it like Saturday morning. 
Yeah. Like, that would have been fun. It would have been nostalgic oh, as fuck. Oh, yeah. Just like you wake up at, oh, you know, 10 yeah. o'clock, you're hungover as fuck from Friday night, and you've got, like your we bowl, were, you got your bowl <laughs> of cereal. Like when we were kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got your bowl of cereal, and you're just like, cool, I'm going to throw on my Saturday morning cartoons. The brownie. Yeah. Honestly, like, that would have been so much cooler than, like, this weird Wednesday night drop. Yeah. Because, again, it's like... Well, see, expectation, too, right? Because, like, WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki were all that same time. That's, you know, prime time drop, right? And by putting it in that same level, you're like, this is the same level of that shit. But it's not. It's, yeah. it's totally not. Every, on every single level, it's not that same level of investment, right? They don't have half the voice actors who did the MCU. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, the Steve Rogers is not voiced by Chris Correct. Evans. We know for a fact that... Uh, a couple other characters are missing, like um, I, or Tony Stark is not voiced by Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. I believe Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is not in it. Right. Uh, we know there was a Twitter exchange with Dave Bautista because he is not in it. Yep. And he even claimed he wasn't asked yeah. uh, to be a part of it. So there's like this whole thing. And I think one of the EPs was like, like, let's be honest. Like, we had to, he said in response to that, they had to be targeted in their asks because it's like, it's not a highly budgeted show. They only had a certain amount of money, and they knew, like, some actors are busier and just more expensive. Like, Downey Jr., with his previous contracts, you're never going to be able to afford him if it's a lower budget, right? So, it's, And again, uh, yeah. and again, and again, and that's the thing is, like, the fact that the EP comes out and says it's, it's not a high-budget thing. Right. The fact that it's animation, it, like, proves that it is yeah. not a big, important thing in the MCU, which is fine, but then, like, be nostalgic and like treat it as what it is. It's like a cool, yeah. very. It's a very cool Saturday morning cartoon. Like we are of the age where I think our generation we heavily grew up with the idea of Saturday morning cartoons. You wake up, you turn on the nineties or the nineties um, anime Spider Man show, the X Men show, Power Rangers, uh, all of that fun shit, um, Batman, Superman, all of it. It would be cool to have a replacement for that, and I think like that's a huge missed opportunity that they could have done. Like totally. that would have been that would have been pretty dope, and it would change the expectations too. Because I think, at least for me, going in, I was like, oh, I expect something that is on the level of the other shows that have been dropped in this time slot, right? Mm. And it wasn't there. And now I can recalculate and recalibrate my expectation, and I'll probably enjoy the show more, but. I also feel like I was sold a false bag of goods. That makes sense. <laughs> um, before we get into bold predictions, lot. just a couple of talking points here. Um, Red Skull. Dead. Crushed. Why? Why do we... Why does Marvel continue to take one of the creepiest villains ever, right, and just shit on them? Over and over, like the first Captain America, <laughs> they did not. They did, in my opinion, they didn't really good do a good job. Hugo Weaving, he his did, performance is his performance was great, but they could have done way more with him. Sure. Um, we see him again show up in Infinity, Infinity War, War Endgame, yeah. but that feels like it was just a cop out. Yeah. And then in this, again, just he's a repeat, right, of Captain um, First Avenger, First Avenger, whatever. It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's just a villain problem for Marvel. Yeah, they just have a hard time developing. Uh, villains, they'll present like a cool idea and then it's over in 30 seconds. Yeah. So. And again, uh, uh, going back to the Saturday morning cartoon kind of aspect of it, it feels like it's that Saturday morning cartoon because it can only focus Villain on of the one week. thing, right? <laughs> it can only focus on Peggy Carter being like Captain Carter and it, it doesn't really do a good job of developing 
anything else or anyone, including Red Skull, including, like, you know, Steve or uh, Bucky as, like, not becoming the Winter Soldier and all these other, like, actually interesting elements that could be changed. Yeah. But none of it is giving any justification because it is that 30-minute window and they really want to focus in on on Captain Carter, which is well-deserved. But then again, that expectation is different. I think the other problem, too, though, where you're you're doing this what if, you're taking a really cool character, Peggy Carter, but you're also, like, you're just copying Captain America. Yeah. Uh, she has her own qualities and, and all that fun stuff, but, like, we, we're just consistently reminded that she is playing the role of Captain America as opposed to the role of, Cap- of Peggy Carter. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like right. if, you, if you go into this show and you're like, oh, I want to see Peggy Carter as a, cool, as a cool person, as a cool character, I would say don't bother. Right. Go and watch the Peggy Carter show because yeah. that's Agent a Carter. fan-fucking-tastic yeah. show. It which is? shows, Yeah, it's, very, it's really good, actually. Like Season oh. two, and then they cancel it because fuck them. Um, good old ABC. Yeah, really good job, guys. Great, great, really Wait, smart. So Peggy Carter was a good show. Yeah, the second season was really picking up. Like it was really becoming oh, like a good actually, thing. So, fun fact: Endgame actually is a character from Peggy Carter in the movie. Yeah, uh, when uh, Tony and Steve go back to when uh, they get the pimp particles from uh, Hank's thing. Uh, Jarvis is there. Yeah, Jarvis, or well, what Jarvis is based off of, is there with uh, Howard Stark. Right. Okay. Who was he, in? Yeah, yeah, he was also the, the actor who plays Jarvis is also in Broadchurch yeah. as the bad guy and creepy. He's also in. He's in a few things. Yeah, yeah. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas, I think. Yep. Yeah. 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 Ken, cool. we don't know the actor's name because yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. a terrible researcher. He's, per- he's a perfect actor. An actor wants to get yeah. away from. Yeah, yeah. We don't know his are. name because he's such a perfect actor. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but here, let's get let's get into bold predictions here for <laughs> what if in general. I already said that. The um, <laughs> entire what if is not going to be connected to the MCU at large. It's just a fun little thing, and that's okay. Do you guys have any kind of big bro predictions that you want to throw in there? I have a few. I have one at least. Druna, I swear to God, if you say that they all die, I'm going to flip the little table here. Well, real quick. I've got, I've got one. but So real quick, they are doing a season two. Season two has been officially confirmed. Yes. And the creators did say with uh, Captain Carter – that she is going to be a recurring staple that will appear in every season. They'll do another show with her. So, like, how this first episode ends is she ends where Steve ends at the end of the first Avenger, right? Where she wakes up in 2012. Oh, my God. This is perfect. This show is basically there. You know that that statement that the uh, CEO said about Shang-Chi? So, their experiment? It's an experiment. This is the experiment. Oh, because sure. it's basically a live, real, live, real-time Kind of like, uh, what was that word? Uh, where you're testing out uh, like it's a focus, pilot. It's a focus group. Yeah. It's a massive focus, focus group. group to figure out what yeah. people care about. They even talked about that. And They're then like, they'll launch this movie. They, they did say, like, some of this stuff will probably get spun off at some point. That's awesome. And See, so, that, like, that I'm okay with. And so, like, you know, it seems like Peggy Carter is one that they've obviously are heavily invested in potentially doing. And I'm sure there are going to be others. And they're going to gauge, obviously, um, the discussion around it, how those episodes perform and everything. So um. I'm going to piggyback off of that for mine then. Uh, This is connected to the um, uh, multiverse of madness. And in that movie, you'll probably see some realities. Whatever it does well, whatever people focus on, they'll probably recreate live action versions of those scenes. So like a female, you know, uh, Peggy Carter, Captain America, uh, whatever else happens later on, right? They'll probably show those scenes in Multiverse of Madness. It's like, oh, here's the multiverse. Oh, and then here's my here's my actual bold prediction. Right, we're, we're, we're sure, to, that. to your your point though, um, 
and, and this is a, again because I like to jump down the philosophical, you know, tunnel. Who says that other universes and the multiverse has to physically look how ours looks? Not at all. Right. So you it could. Look, it would be better if they don't. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if the Doctor Strange multiverse of madness is going to show parallel universes, it would be smarter to just show it as it is shown in the What If show as opposed to, like, recreating it in a different style or look or whatever. You'd, you probably want a multitude of different media. You wouldn't yeah. want all of your multiverses to look like this animation, right? Like, Well, no, no but I'm saying, I'm saying, like, for example, we know of... I guess two, three styles, right? Human being style, which is the MCU, um, into the Spider Verse, <laughs> which is that weird Sony cell shading, cell oh, shading that took forever I to make. About that, and yeah. then we have this MC, uh, what, what if um, style? What? So we have three by distinct Australian, styles right now. Made by an Australian animation house. <laughs> Fun fact. Huh? Uh, one of my favorite things from the Spider Man, the '90s Spider Man show in the uh, Secret Wars arc when uh, they return all the Peter Parkers to their respective universes, is there's the Peter Parker who's just an actor. Yeah. And he, they're going through that world, and it's, like, most accurate to our world. Yep. I want to see that world. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. There's where they run into all the actors. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. That's Auditioning where they, for That's why they save the characters. <laughs> it's like Downey Jr. actually came back to voice himself. That would be pretty fantastic. <laughs> oh and it's God. possible. That would be amazing. Uh, but my actual bold prediction for the season is that episode two will end up being the favorite of the season. Episode two? I, I, Are I, you two. cheating? Uh, yep. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to call it right now. He, he's cheating, and we'll reveal next week why. Yeah. That's uh, flat-out cheating. You can't do that. That's bullshit. I mean, Fuck I d- you. It will, it will be the favorite of the entire series. Fine. You know what? My bold predictions. Episode three of what if is going to be my favorite. I agree. Episode three is not that good. Fuck you. Episode <laughs> three is great. No, it's not. I'm real quick. For the first just, time just so in a long aware, time, this podcast just, uh, has real stakes. We're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're just we we're recklessly speculating right yeah, here. Yeah, we don't know anything. We yeah, know we're just get, we're, we're, we're that good. Yeah, we're really good we're at predicting our future. Episode two is good. about... I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's going to be about a guy um, who had a plan, who decided maybe my plan was stupid. And episode three is about what if we had a cool premise but failed? No, I think they executed it exactly how it needed to. Revenge. Let's ask that question because we got a couple. We have a couple more things, and I swear the longest podcast taping in human history this will is be over. One sixty nine. It deserves. It has to be special. It's, it, we're, it has to I be one hundred sixty nine minutes. I think we're approaching two fucking hours. Woo! It has to be one hundred sixty nine minutes. Um. All right. Right. Arjuna was. What if Peggy Carter was Captain Britain good? No, it was not good. <gasps> I am shocked. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was. It was. Well, it was okay. But uh, it, for for what I wanted, and like I said, I think the expectations were set high by some external factors. Uh, it was not. It was not good to me. It didn't feel like it. <laughs> It didn't feel like it fulfilled the pre- the premise of what if, where they could really go weird. It really played it safe in terms of like. Did you know there was a giant tentacle monster. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's apparently like Shura Shura Gor- Gormath or Gormath. Hold on a second. Um, it was um. Was it Starro? Uh, Shumar Gormath. Yeah, who supposedly is a villain in yeah. that thing called Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's a Doctor Strange. So. Multiverse he's a cool, of Madness. He's a cool baby. villain, whatever. Uh, it just didn't. It just didn't. It, it felt. It felt like it played it really safe for our first episode. Um, 
and I, it just it didn't it didn't hit for me. I felt like uh, Peggy Carter deserved more than well, what she got in this episode. She did already. She got a a show, and then ABC was like, "Nah, <laughs> we good. I'm good. So, I'd rather invest in." Uh, do they still do that dumb show about singing with uh, that British guy who's always mad? Simon Cowell? Yeah. American Idol? Yeah, is that still a thing? Or is that Fox now? now it was Fox, and then it was moved to ABC or NBC. I forget which uh, one. I think goes. they do The Voice uh, now. Keep going. Krishna, was uh, What If Season 1, Episode 1 good? It was good. <gasps> um, I had zero... First of all, I forgot about this show completely until a few days before it came out. So I had... Less than zero <laughs> expectations. I totally forgot about it. That wasn't even a thing. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch this. I had no idea what to expect. And I yeah, I had like I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. This is interesting. It was entertaining. 30 minutes on, not too long. Um, I didn't mind the animation style. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was good enough because, I, like I said, I had no expectations. I didn't even – and the fact that it, it feels so different than the rest of MCU, to me uh, it doesn't even matter that it doesn't <laughs> – It'll connect or or doesn't connect. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who we are. Ravi was what if good? <coughs> Burp. No, it was not good. For all the same reasons, almost that Arjuna said. Yeah, for pretty much the exact same reason. Yeah, it just wasn't fucking weird enough for a <laughs> what show. What men in power? What? <laughs> it just wasn't weird enough for a show that could go, you know, boinkers. And then the fact that yeah, Jeffrey Wright was insanely underutilized. Like what I would have loved. Is him to like appear as the watcher and like just kind of break the fourth wall and be like, "Hey, so did you get tacos on Tuesday? Are you have tummy? Are you having tummy issues?" The last as well? episode should be the uh, the watcher versus the Beyonder. Ooh. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> what if the watcher? Wait, wasn't the Beyonder a dick? Yeah, yeah. yeah what an he, so he causes <laughs> yeah. secret wars. Yeah, yeah. dick. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't he have a good reason? No, he's he a was dick. bored. <laughs> yeah, that's a good reason. Also, he had a mullet. Yeah, in the in the uh, cartoon, but he has great streaks. Yeah, yeah, great streaks. Stupid, great streaks. So are cool. Hey, wait, guys! I got Learman's cosplay for uh, when we can go to convention. You should again. be the Beyonder. You should be the Beyonder. And then we could be different versions of Spider Man. Yeah, I could in, be the chubby in, one. Uh, the Clone Wars. Spider-Man. I could be Spider Man Clone Wars. Chubman. Which one's the chubby one? Me <laughs> in a tight. Seat. You should be billionaire. Uh, you should be billionaire. Oh, is that Peter the Parker. one with the, the like the Silver. iron? The iron. Real quick, guys, before we kind of wrap it and me and I do my little pitch to you guys, we obviously just spend a shit ton of time talking about two animated pieces of content. Animation, <laughs> you know, you could argue <laughs> is becoming king. Marvel, uh, Star Wars. You know, they are very big and very involved with animation. Even Star styles. Trek is getting Star into Trek the is also game. in animation. So between. Uh, Star Wars Bad Batch, which is a very kind of Dave Filoni-esque style, versus this new Marvel What If style, which, just like uh, Star Wars and Bad Batch, will be a, a the same type of style the entire uh, run of its, uh, of its uh, season. Which one do you prefer? Bad Batch. Easily. Arjuna said Bad Batch. Krishna? Um, they're, just, they're different. I don't know if I prefer one over the other. I like that they're different. To be honest, one feels Star Wars, one feels Marvel. Uh, I guess if I had to pick one, I would pick Bad Batch because I've been in that animation style longer, mm-hmm. and I have and, good and memories we, with we, it. We've also seen the animation style evolve. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever, oh yeah, you know, decide to hate yourselves and turn on oh, God. Clone Wars season one of 
of that. Throw on the fucking garbage. movie. That's like it's as bad like when you watch uh, Toy Story one. It's worse. Toy, than Toy Story, Story one is oh, might be, worse. but Toy Story one was like groundbreaking for its time. You yeah. know, that's this was crazy about the time and stuff. It's so bad. I'm gonna change my answer to Star Trek Lower Decks as your best animation style. Uh, my favorite animated. So you uh, like Rick and Morty? Got it. I do. I love Rick and Morty. Uh, you like people that puke? They don't puke in Lower Decks. There's been a couple times. Yeah, but they didn't in this first episode of the premiere. They were that I really wanted to talk about, but some people that sat on this couch were like, "You literally can't." I, I really don't mind it. Before we finally it. close this out, um, I would I want to pitch you to a brand new movie. You may have not heard about it. No, it is a Fox property, which was uh, obviously recently acquired by a little tiny company called the Walt Disney Company. Oh. Uh, they produced this movie with Wait, a, when do we start your uh, an unknown a- in a second, an unknown actor named Ryan this Reynolds. This feels like part of the pitch. This is part of the pitch. Just start it right now. Anyway, I'm going to pitch Christian or in 69 seconds or less. The your three seconds in. Fox <laughs> Disney movie uh, Free Guy. You're eight seconds in. Uh, we're going right we're now? started. Oh, shit. Okay. Anyway, so, Christian Arjuna, you need to go and see Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds, a bunch of other people whose names I can't remember right now, because, again, we are the podcast that does perfection when it comes to research. But Free Guy uh, is tied into to, to Fox, and there's this whole, like, Deadpool marketing thing that they did, and Ryan Reynolds was really funny, and then he's really big at one point, and, and he's, like, naked, and he's got, like, a shirt thing, and it... The, the, after I watched the movie, I really wanted to play GTA. And what was weird is the same day, act, now I'm thinking about it, the same day that I went to see the movie is also the same day that GTA announced that they're remaking all this fun stuff. I don't know if that's a coincidence. Also, um, the guy from Thor who directed it, Taika Waititi, Taika's in it, and he's kind of cool. I really like how he dresses. It's kind of progressive and fun. Five, four, three... Anyway, go see the goddamn movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a pitch. What do you guys think? Does that make you want to see Free Guy? Can I be completely honest? Yes. I was going to see this movie, (laughs) and then after your pitch, I don't know if I want to see it anymore. Yeah, uh, fortunately, <laughs> same 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 way. Uh, fortunately, the marketing around the movie has been so good that I will see it despite your <laughs> attempts at a, a pitch. Yeah, so part of the pitch was to like make you re-believe in the marketing material. So good job for me. I right? guess if that was your pitch, yeah. I have to go. anyway thank you for tuning in for however long we've been chit-chatting here it feels like a long ass time um actually last thing before we get out of here i swear last thing we all got to actually participate in a really cool vr experience recently uh army of the dead by Zack schneider the insane man (laughs) that decided what's wrong why are you laughing i don't know when you say Zack schneider's name it's just funny Zack schneider Zack Snyder. Uh, so Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Zack Snyder is a little-known director who made us watch a uh, 4x3 version of the Justice League for four fucking hours. And we all loved it. And we loved it reason. for some reason. So <laughs> they came up with a VR experience for his movie Army of the Dead, which you can see on Netflix. This VR experience uh, is a, a group setting where up to six players where you're holding a rifle. My cat is destroying the set behind us. Uh, you get to hold a, a rifle in your VR, and you get to shoot zombies, and it is uh, fully interactive. Very cool experience. We got to see it here in Los Angeles at Century City. 
Uh, overall, very, very cool experience. My finger hurt because of how many zombies I had to shoot. How did you guys, what did you guys think about the experience? So for me, I had a unique experience. I have pretty thick glasses, and uh, the VR headset would not fit over the glasses. <laughs> so I had to take my glasses <laughs> off, and I was on this bus, you were shooting blind. The, and I was shooting blind. <laughs> I actually, I had the worst shot of everybody, but I did have the second most headshots. Just, just, just to point that out there, I had the second most amount of headshots. Which is kind of crazy. If you think uh, about it. But honestly, that added to the terrifying factor because I just had zombies running at me and I couldn't see. So I think what we should do for that Minotaur VR, that uh, <laughs> escape room, glasses. maybe we should all just not wear glasses and we'll be fine. Oh, my God. Wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was great. Uh, it was a workout. I was sweating by the end. I wish yeah. it was like I wish it was like five minutes longer. Felt but short. honestly, it could have been long. And it was just that it's nonstop action. So it might have been like longer than I thought it was. It's just because it was nonstop. It flew yeah. by. Great experience. Um, you know, your heart is racing the whole time. So if you have a history of, you know, heart problems or stress-related disorders, this is not the experience for you. You've been warned. Uh, and communicate. Communicate with your team. Yeah, it's, it makes yeah, it way more None fun. of us were screaming at each other. Like, so no, me and I Juno had a good I tried, but nobody thing, yeah. heard me. Oh, that sucks. We were like... So we, we had to, though, because we had to cover both the sides and, and the, the back. back. Yeah. You guys just had one section, so it was fine. Yeah. So every time, like, we'd focus on the sides, and then if you know someone on the back, we could shift over. Gotcha. So it worked out pretty good. And real quick, we are, we're not sponsored by the, this VR experience or anything of that nature. This is our own free thoughts here. It was fun. Definitely, yeah. if you see, they are doing a kind of world 16 tour. 16 City. 16 yeah. City tour. tour. If you can check out, definitely check out. It's fun. If you're here in LA, I think it's here through mid to end of September. September. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's fun. Great to do with some friends. If you have any. If not, then uh, you can do up. it. We'll, we'll do it with you. You can do it by yourself if you do choose to, but you will be paired with other people. Yeah, you'll go with other. Yeah, it'll be random. Strangers. Uh, and with that, thank you for tuning in to this long-ass podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter at WasItGood, on Instagram at WasItGoodBTM. Uh, our website is WasItGood.info. Newsletter is coming shortly. We do live stream these podcasts on Fridays or Saturdays. And you can find us on YouTube.com slash WasItGood. Our next pod will drop on Tuesday. Uh, so be sure to tune in then. Yeah, it's going to be a surprise on what it is. Because we're really, we're like really figured out stuff here. We know what it is. But we're professional teasers. So we won't tell you. Probably free guy. But anyway, goodbye. <laughs>